Good afternoon, and welcome to the Uptake Media Company's fourth episode of the Pop Culture Podcast. We're here with you. I'm Daniel Pearson, and hosting with Jake Albright, coming to you live from Orange County, California. Um, this is a special episode because we're actually recording together for the first time, sitting right next to Jake. How's it going, Jake? Hello, it's good to be with you, Dan. Uh, we are here in Orange County, and uh, I'm just excited to be here. It's a it's a great day. We uh, we usually record these podcasts a day early, um, but we ended up having to push it back a day. So we are coming to you on Wednesday, January twentieth. A very special day. And why is it a special day, Dan? It's a special day. We had a very celebratory morning. It was a great inauguration day for Mr. Biden. And we said goodbye. We watched our friend Donald uh, leave, leave town. He flew away before the inauguration even started. He flew back to his swamp. Back to the, the actual swamp, the real life swamp, Mar-a-Lago. Um, we'll see how long he stays there, what he does, but... Yeah, man, it was a, it was just a great, great day. I mean, it was it was a pretty solid, pretty, pretty, just heartwarming inauguration. I'd say heartwarming. Everything heartwarming. about it, uh, poetry by Amanda Gorman was amazing. Mm-hmm. The music, national the, uh, anthem by Lady Gaga, or if you've already been on Twitter, Effie from the Hunger Games. Everyone was calling her that. <laughs> Let the let the Hunger Games begin. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I guess you could say the Hunger Games kind of ended today, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the- no, it, it definitely felt like uh, it felt like it was over, finally. It felt like, finally, this, this, this nightmare we've been living through for four years has been over. Twitter, social media, Instagram, everything was... You could tell the mood was better, you know, there's, everyone's happy today, everyone's yeah. making jokes. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side, man, it's, you know, it's interesting to see how the, uh, the losing side is handling it. They're, they're, uh, they're not happy, obviously. Uh, they got shut down. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll see, we'll see where, where all this goes. Hey, but. I'm just, I'm just pretty, pretty proud of us for not, um, having, like, a... Yeah, today. Yeah, no, I mean, I was kind of a little on edge, I would say. Um, and then about halfway through Biden's speech, I was like, "All right, this is like the home stretch. Like, we got this." Like, yeah, we're here. Like, there's no one. There's no one that's gonna stand up right now. They, uh, yeah, they shut down the city of Washington D.C. They had, I think, it was like over twenty thousand National Guard troops called in mm-hmm. to uh, to patrol the city, and so, you know, I mean. They, they they did their part. They shut it down. They they kept everyone safe, and it was an awesome ceremony. It was like I, like we both said it was it was just heartwarming, and uh, it's just been a good day. It's been it's been one of the best days that I can remember in a long time, where uh, everyone is just happy, just just happy, just been smiling all morning, smiling, listening to music. Everyone's posting on social media. I mean. You know, obviously this country is still divided, but it definitely feels like, uh, you know, it just feels like there's hope, there's there's uh, there's happiness again, and uh, I mean we'll see, we'll see. There's definitely 
there needs to now, be now there the needs to be changes. Yeah, yeah, no, now the real work is is started. We need to make real changes. We need to do actual stuff. We need to do everything that we've been talking about. But yeah, Biden Biden did a good job of just you know painting a pretty picture. Of, you know, just a really. They do that, you know. They get no, those speeches. No, I mean, for, for what today really, was, it yeah, was good. It was, it it was, was a good. hope. It was just supposed to be hopeful. They did. Like, they did what they were supposed to do, and yeah. uh, I mean, it was awesome. It was awesome to see Obama and, and Michelle and yep. everyone there. Shout out the guy. Uh, it was actually Kamala Harris's uh, nephew-in-law. He wore some Dior Jordan ones. So I mean, there was people <laughs> busting fits out here. There was Jordans at the inauguration <laughs> ceremony. Bernie was in mittens. Oh, just, Bernie was cozy. Bernie cozy. was cozy, fam. He was out there just minding his business, and, you know, so sitting good. by himself. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so there was a bunch of bunch of fun. Just you know, it was cool to just be able to a hear people people you know speak real real meaningful words. Uh, Biden's speech and like I said, uh, Amanda Gorman's poem was just. You know stuff we're gonna we're gonna watch when in a hundred years kids are gonna watch in school and and that's definitely not something we saw over the last four years. You know we didn't get speeches like that. We didn't get we didn't get anything like that. So it's cool to see that there's now real articulate, intelligent human right. beings yep. <laughs> that are are speaking and care about our country. We can have a little more at least a little more faith in who's who's in who's controlling everyone you know at least they're at least he's starting to appoint people that are not just his friends after he fired the actual intelligent people you know like yeah i mean if you're not a big fan of biden himself and his policies but i mean as a if you're you know a more left-leaning or a socialist and and you don't like what uh what biden necessarily stands for you at least have to credit him for um, appointing good people to his cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, all of his secretaries of pretty much everything are just awesome, good. Uh, it's diverse. There's yeah. a transgender mm-hmm. woman on the on the cabinet now. There's you know there's all different sorts of races and genders, and it, it's awesome to see. It was like um, the first I think woman appointed like head of. I mean, there's the first pretty much what everything. I mean, Pete Buttigieg yeah. was the first gay guy. Um, you know, elected to the cabinet, I, like I said, transgender women on the cabinet. There's you know multiple races, so it, he's doing what he said he was gonna do. Yeah. Um, he's he's changing things up, and and we'll see if that continues to happen, or uh, hopefully it's not just. I'm hopeful. I'm I, hopeful. It can't be. It can't be it's just the year for 2020. Sure. For one, 2020 is over. You know, and. And like we said, you know, Trump's finally gone. So at the least, at the least, that is like what we what we got going forward. So it is. I don't know. I think it is. I'm, and, ha- I'm happy today. And Trump did just leave leave Pence out to dry today. He. Uh, oh my God! Did you hear? Everyone was praising Pence today. Well, at least Pence showed up. Uh, at least oh, Pence showed up. I, d- I was the, like, guys, come on. We should not be praising him for showing He up. did the bare minimum, which the is more, bare than, minimum. more than we can expect from someone like Mike Pence, I guess. I don't I don't know. Whatever. As long as he didn't... <laughs> he just sat there. I don't Who knows what faces he was making under his mask, but... <laughs> He was just he sitting pretty, there. Yeah, every time the camera showed him, he was just dead face. Just. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know, he did his job. He's done his job. Um, 
He's 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 a horrible human being. He's, he's going to uh, going. He's not going to heaven. That's for damn sure. <laughs> he's but going, going downstairs. You know, at the at the very very least, uh, at least he you know got this election done. He didn't put up too much of a fight. And, right. Uh, That's something that you could praise him for. And you know, at least he he was one of the only people that really uh, really probably handled this with class um, and handled it by like the book. Right. Um, you know. He at least has some some dignity some, and respect. Some sort of respect. I mean, it's obviously not for for much, and it's not for you know the right causes. But at least he's got some sort of respect right. for. Uh, the rules and democracy and and how this stuff goes but it's almost like you could just say at least he has like at least he's a politician you know yeah yeah at least he's a politician (laughs) at least he Um, can keep his cool to be a politician you know exactly um which obviously which is the bare minimum so we shouldn't be praising that because exactly no we should not but when you have mr loser face running off on it Right. Air Force One at 8 a.m. before the inauguration. It's, uh, it's tough. It's tough, uh, you know, and everything we've seen. It's tough to, to even think that these people will uh, do anything that is, that is right or by the rules. But, I don't know. I don't want to get too much into it. You guys yeah, we probably... Just wanted to, uh, we wanted to talk about it because we just watched it. And obviously exactly. We wanted to everyone. shout everyone out. Everyone probably watched it, so... And, uh, you know, exactly. So everyone watched it, everyone's seen enough, everyone's read enough. So we don't... We just wanted to, you know, make sure we set our stuff, set our, our share. And uh, I think we'll uh, we'll move on now to, uh, to some more light-hearted, fun stuff, since that's what we can talk about now, since, you know, we True. don't have to worry that's- about... Perfect mood. Worry about uh, you know a coup or yeah. you know a dictatorship or fascism or anything like that for a little bit. You know, it's not permanently over, but we can you take our minds off of it for a little bit and talk about some fun stuff like laugh at some really, really, really guys really good TV shows or one really good TV show. One I have hope for it TV show. There's only two episodes out yet, so I can't completely give my ultimatum so we'll get into that one first let's talk about wandavision dan uh give us a little background on wandavision what is it who is it made by just give us a little little background because i don't know how many people actually know um even that this show is exists yeah so wandavision is this new show by disney plus it um connects with the marvel whatever it's called marvel cinematic universe um it's the first TV show they're doing that like connects to that with the same characters. So this one has Wanda, Scarlet Witch, and um, Vision. And basically the premise is like they're this married couple and after Thanos like kills them, they get sent back in this weird time loop and end up in those like 1950s, 1960s like black and white sitcom and like it starts in the 1950s. We'll get into the whole premise of the show um, and what, what the uh, the show creators and writers and directors are trying to do with the show. But, um, yeah, Dan, as you were saying, that it starts with uh, the kind of the plot of the show is Wanda and Vision are sent back into this, this 1950s world 
um, in America, and it the, it's like a sitcom kind of setting. So black and white. There's a there's a heavy laugh track. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of cheesy cheesy jokes. It's a family sitcom. A so family it's like, sitcom. Like I Love Lucy. Yeah, it's comparable to like I Love Lucy, and like they got inspiration from like other sitcoms too. I think like Thirty Rock I saw, and like. I don't exactly, know, and so I guess we'll get into this now. So what they're trying to do with the show, uh, from a a filmmaking perspective, um, you know, if you don't even care about Marvel, this is definitely something that is really cool. Um, what they're trying to do is they are taking a a look at each decade of TV. So they're starting in the fifties, and they're going to do a fifties sitcom. And then they're going to keep going throughout the oh, decades. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that. So they're going to go 50s. And if you finish episode two, you can see that the color oh, comes into the screen. That's what that was the, uh, the set changes. You can kind of see the hues of the colors change. The vibe definitely changes. Wow. And wait. so they're getting into 60s. And then they'll get into 70s, 80s, 90s. Ooh, and they're just going to keep going. That's going to be really cool, So it's actually. very, very exciting where they're taking this show from a filmmaking perspective. Yeah, it's definitely um, super creative. Hasn't, it's very, very creative. Especially for um, superheroes. It's kind of like a documentary, really, about like TV shows. But they're doing it through the... Pers- like, they're doing it through Wanda and Vision in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. Yeah. But, I mean, you can tell... Um, I just want to prepare you guys. Like this is a full. The first two episodes are full black and white, cheesy right. laugh track. Like this is a full nineteen fifties I Love Lucy sitcom that they are they're trying to portray. I was so surprised when I turned it on and started watching that first episode because I was kind of in my head already comparing it to the only other Marvel show you know that's been out, which is Agents of Shield. And like if you've seen that. And you've seen all the Marvel movies. Like this is just gonna totally catch you off guard. Like yes, this you, is you're very, like, very wait, different. this is Marvel. You're like, it's so. But like, so you get like, it's weird. But I think it's definitely like intriguing. You know, like it's you're intriguing. like, I want to watch this. I don't know why necessarily, but like, I really want to watch this. That was my stomach. Holy uh, shit. And so, <laughs> grumbling. Um, but no, they. They in the in the in the show throughout the show they'll they'll give you like they'll show you vision superpowers they'll show you Wanda's superpowers um, they do it private privately um, so they don't show anyone but you can see that they have superpowers there's little like hints that there's you know stuff going on um, if you're a, a you know a real Marvel nerd uh, sword is in it which is like a division of Shield. And then there's like some Hydra, um, yeah, there's definitely Easter like some, eggs. Yeah, there's some Easter eggs, some voice Easter eggs too. Yep, some voice Easter eggs. So you can definitely tell while it's black and white in a 50s sitcom and a lot of just cheesy jokes and stuff that you can tell something's going down, something's right. going to happen. That's what's kind of um, cool about it though is that, like you were saying, yeah, you like forget that you're watching, you know, part of the Marvel like story. Yep, exactly. And then it's just like... You know, oh like, yeah, this is Vision. He can control everything with right, his mind. Right, and then all of a sudden, like they start like having this chaotic like dinner party where Wanda's just like throwing like shit all over the kitchen and like yeah. This I mean, this show is like I love how they incorporate their their powers into it. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, like they do a very it's a 
Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna get a lot of hate. It's gonna you know people aren't gonna like it, especially people that came in like Dan was saying, expecting something like Agents of Shield or how the Marvel movies have been. Uh, it's very very different. They're trying to go in a new direction. Um, this is if you guys haven't heard, Marvel pretty much merged everything. So they uh, they merged their TV and movie studios. So now everything is together. Everything's working together, and they're kind of just trying to take. Uh, Marvel Studios to the next level, you know, they're they're trying to make real TV, real good TV, um, and I mm. guess they're, you know, just trying to get better, make more meaningful stuff, because if you could say something about Marvel, it was that a lot of the, the movies, especially later on, like the, you know, the third Thor movie, <laughs> and, uh, you know, just some of the later Marvel movies kind of lost, like, their meaning, yeah. they kind of just became, I don't want to say stupid, but... Well, they just got lost in the whole catalog of like 50 marvel movies that like exactly and uh and like i say you know thor 3 like it was probably time to move on from thor and uh and that's what they realized so So now i would say like a definitely a way they like changed their game up there you know like talking about how they like went from like these movies that kept almost being the same like you know like yeah sure like the actors were different the acting scenes were different but it was like in the end, you know, similar comedy, but like, exactly. but like, WandaVision like has this really interesting comedy that just like focuses on like satirizing, satirizing, yeah, yeah, satirizing, satirizing like this like just, just this world that they're living in, this like nineteen sixties suburban, just like white middle class, just stereotypical, just I don't know, they're t- they're always constantly playing jokes on like like the housewives and like and the husbands, and the husbands. No, it's, yeah it's like it's very it's pointing out you know like american classism and like it gets it gets meaningful for sure yeah no i mean and and it's obvious that they're trying to they're trying to do something they're um i can't name the, the off the top of my head the other shows that are coming out but the other characters that they have coming out there's a black widow movie coming out um so they're definitely trying to showcase new characters, new storylines, um, and get deeper. Just get deeper into the Marvel universe um, because you know, especially with the Avengers, those are kind of just the main guys that, um, yeah, I don't want to say casual people know, but just everyone kind of knows who Iron Man and and the Hulk and all those people are. But right. these are more. It's side, gonna be cool to characters. learn about you know Black Widow and Wanda and Vision and. Um, shoot, I'm trying to, there was like a Chinese character, remember it was like the Ten Samurais, uh, oh, like, yeah, movie that's coming out in a couple years, I think it's a, I think it might be a TV show, but Uh-oh. we'll get back to you on that, it's, it's, uh, I mean, they've got a lot of fun, exciting stuff coming out that, uh, that, you know, is going to be different, um, and then they're also going to add that into the movies, because there's still going to be movies coming out there's still going to be blockbuster um avengers movies and stuff so then we're going to be able to see <laughs> they're not stopping anything they're not st- <laughs> i mean man they could be making trillions here in a couple years i have no idea Jeez. i i mean that's why i would say definitely give the show a chance because if you do feel like you know marvel's just you know they're now they're part of disney they're just never gonna stop there's no way they're ever stopping they like um, they're basically half of Disneyland these days. Like, it's just, like, Marvel's everywhere. It's not going anywhere. And so, 
if you watch the show, it'll be a nice like break from from what you've seen and honestly yeah, the past couple years to... i have not really been into marvel after like honestly the first end game the first yeah yeah i, mean, I like was like eh, like okay there was just so much build-up that you knew it was just you knew exactly what was happening the whole time it's just i don't know no i was gonna say that too it felt like we uh i mean they did a pretty good job at, at the last end game of surprising people but even that just kind of felt like uh i don't know it just like you said it was overhyped and uh it just got kind of too big for its uh, yeah too big for its britches <laughs> i guess if that's, that's a thing that's a yeah that's a good saying there um you know who would say that you know who would say that's too big for his bridges what uh dead lasso oh uh, good segue jake good that's segue. what i do man that's what i do Totally so, different show. Totally, totally different, different show. show. We are going to transition here. Um, we wanted to definitely spend more time. Wandavision about this is one, a uh, you know it's definitely something you guys should check out. We'll be talking about more as new episodes are released. So this was kind of just a little appetizer, a little, yeah. a little quick bite for you guys to we to can. learn about the show and and maybe get inspired to watch it. But now for the meat of what we wanted to talk about today. We, uh, I actually ended up binging the whole show, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ruin anything. Dan only got to about halfway through, so that's yeah, I'm only on episode six, so we won't, we won't. We're not gonna ruin anything. anything. Uh, I'm sorry. Last time I got some complaints. We uh, really? Yes, I, I know. I didn't even tell you. You didn't tell me. I know. I didn't tell Dan this, so this is a surprise. Bad what? We uh, (laughs) we got a, we got a complaint that uh, I won't name names. I hope you're still listening. Oh no! Um, But they said uh, they had upgrade on their on their movie list, and uh, I just felt so bad. Did we just so completely bad. spoil it? I I mean I did tell him that oh. we we gave him a warning. So so for for future reference, we are going to we are going to give you guys a big big warning, maybe like a yeah. two or three minute like hey guys get ready pause the show. You know, stop yeah, it. No, Don't definitely. Listen. Also, we we might have to like we might have to have a little talk about how we how we talk about shows and movies. You know, because like if like everyone who's listening like like we need to figure out if this is gonna be more like like giving reviews on movies or like basically just like like giving trailers for movies. But like like we can still talk about you know what made them good mm-hmm. without spoiling them. Well, we're gonna figure that out every yeah. week. We're gonna get. We're gonna, you know, it's a. It, I think it, it probably depends on the show. Um, True. Especially a show like Wandavision. I think that's a great show where we can just kind of preview it and talk about what we liked. Um, but I definitely think that something I want to focus on is uh, is not really the ending of the show because that's that's most of the time either a disappointment or something that doesn't no, really matter. Right. Yeah. Um, I like to talk about, you know, the filmmaking, the dialogue, what they do, the, right. the relationships between the characters. That's what we're going to focus and, on, uh, So that's that's for yeah. Ted Lasso what we're going to focus on. Uh, so Ted Lasso, it's a show on Apple TV. Uh, it's starring Jason Sudeikis. He also created the show, I mean, obviously with some help, but he was one of the creators as well. And uh, basically, Jason Sudeikis is a American football coach. He's got a Texas accent. He's never played soccer in his life, and a uh, a Premier League team 
with uh, a newly divorced wife. She got the Premier League team from the husband. She uh, she wants to make the team fail, pretty much. She wants to get the team relegated, and uh, so she hires this guy. She thinks it's just the the absolute worst thing you could do is hire a an American football coach uh, to coach a Premier League team, which um, is I mean, it doesn't look good on paper. No, on paper that that <laughs> sounds horrible. Uh, everyone was you know, it's not like she didn't get shot on for it. And the the media and the show was all over her. Mm-hmm. They've got a great guy, Trent Krim from the Independent. He's a <laughs> Trent Krim from the Independent. Trent Krim from the Independent. He's you know, he's just. He's kind of the one of the main characters they use to portray the media. Um, they do it really. They do well a great job. So basically, hopefully you've seen the show. Um, if not, I, I, I would bet you've heard of the show. This was one of the most talked about new shows of of last year. It was. Uh, I didn't hear one bad word about it. Every single person has absolutely loved it. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're young, I've already, I've already shared old, it with, like... Uh, it, it, no matter who you are, what you like, you'll... if you don't like this TV show, you literally just do not have, like, feelings. <laughs> like, you just... <laughs> no, that's true. This show makes you feel everything. This show makes you, like, laugh so, so hard. No, if, if... I don't care if you think you're the toughest human being on planet Earth and you never, ever watch any soft shows all you watch is action and murder yeah you will like this show no this is i a, promise this is a wholesome whole it's wholesome comedy it's it's got sports so you're gonna you're gonna be able to connect with it if you're an athlete but it's also not you know like i'm not a huge sports guy so i was a little nervous about it. i was like how like what's it gonna yeah, be yeah it's but not no it's yep, just, yep, it does yep. not it focuses on the characters relationships and honestly like it it lets you know right away that like this Ted Lasso guy is not your typical like he's exactly. not sports he's not what you think of when you think of sports yeah so please don't <laughs> be scared and not watch the show because you think it's about soccer or no. football it's about a goofball Kansas dad that is just he just wants to do good yep he's just a good guy so basically yeah he's just he's he's the best human being ever he's mm-hmm. i said he's a warm cup of hot cocoa filling oh, your soul he, he makes you feel so good about yourself he gives you hope to be a good person um and and you know the show does a great job it starts out you know he if you've played sports before you know how a locker room works um but even if you haven't you know how that kind of situation works um, he walks in there and they're all making fun of him. They don't respect him. They're not listening to him. Uh, and they just think it's going to be a disaster. And instead of trying to, you know, assert his dominance or yell at the players or show that he is, you know, the coach and I have the power in this situation, he's just like, I'm just one of you. I don't know soccer. He just tells the truth. I don't know anything. Yep. He's he, like, he pulls, he pulls help from like, you know, he pulls help from everyone. That's, that's another big thing of the show is, and, and like we said, we want to get into what they're trying to, trying to portray. So yeah, what they're trying to portray with Ted is that, you know, to be a coach or, and you could, and this doesn't even, you know, you apply to sports. You can apply this to life as well. To be a coach, you know, it's not about being the best at your sport. It's not about knowing the most about what you're coaching. It's literally, if you're the coach, you're not, you know, you're not actually doing the action. You are the one that's making sure everything goes smoothly. So 
Ted realizes that he, you know, it's not about how much he knows about soccer. It's about how well the locker room acts. It's about how well the team gets along together. Yeah. It's about, you know, entrusting your responsibilities in other people. So that's where we see people like um, Nathan, Nate the Great come in, uh, Coach mm-hmm. Beard, which we're going to talk about a lot more uh, here shortly. But they do a great job of... they. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, they do this they they're able to like focus on like the characters relationships and like how you know you act as a team member and like humbling certain people and like bringing other people up they do all this like stuff because i think what ted lasso does a great job of is like this character you could say like character juxtaposition you know like they set up two, two people in the show and kind of put them together and they're like really they have a lot of differences but then they also have these similarities that like start to like bond them and then they like help they like you know they they share these values that are totally different you know whether it's whether it's ted and rebecca the the british owner of the team you know like or whether it's um this between the soccer players you know they they're they're they put together jamie who's this like hothead you know like basically the star of the team and they put him they're, he's constantly having conflicts with the older guy on the team, Roy, who's like, uh, what would you say, Jake? What would you say that their relationship is? It's like I would say, okay, so to answer, I would say their relationship is Roy is the older player who sees exactly himself in Jamie and knows exactly what Jamie is doing and going through and where it's going to end up. Right. And Roy is a miserable, sad old dude who. Even though he was a legend in in the show in the in in the Premier League, um, and they say you know he won a Champions League with Chelsea, so that you know he was a big big time player, but he's not happy. You know he's depressed. He's not you know his career is almost over. He's old. He's not very good anymore, and so he knows that this is what's going to happen with Jamie, and so it's kind of a relationship where, um, and this is this is something that happens a lot in the show. You know we see this a lot uh with parallel parallel relationships right um, that's a good way to put it we that's see what I was trying to say. we see people we see a lot of a lot of different relationships with different people but they're all kind of the same thing and that's what the show is very good at is that it doesn't focus on sports it focuses on life and the relationships that people have with each other so we see that jamie's relationship not only with um, the older player who I can't remember his name was his name Roy 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 Kent but also with, are you but say also Nate? with Nate and yeah. also with Keeley right so we see how how Jamie is growing and the, the show does an absolutely fantastic job of being able to go through every single person and giving every single person their own storyline and their own um, identity right and so we can see how each and every person is going through some stuff and so Jamie is kind of the hothead the uh you know he's overconfident he's the star player and so he thinks everything of himself and he's got this girlfriend keely and they are you know they're kind of the power couple you could say (laughs) but that goes downhill for him and you know ted is trying to change what he does and roy's trying to change what he does and this is also happening not only with those people but the same exact thing is happening with keely and rebecca Rebecca, keely is trying to change rebecca because rebecca is kind of like jamie yeah rebecca and jamie are very similar they're both have kind of the same character path in the show true they're both very powerful people who are very 
um, self-obsessed with yeah. themselves. They're hotheads. Um, they're hotheads. And so these people, um, and, and if you watch the show, you can, I've kind of, you know, watched it again. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. And so on the second time watching, you can definitely see what they're trying to do, um, with Keely and Ted, uh, Keely and Ted, Keely is the girlfriend and she is kind of very much like Ted. She, the, her and Ted are kind of the, the eternal optimists of the show. They're always happy. They're always trying to build people up. They're always trying to support people. So we can see that Keely and Ted are kind of like trying to push Jamie and Rebecca in their own separate ways. They're each doing it to each person. Mm -hmm. And they're both trying to get them out of their shell. They're both trying right. to get them to be, you know, better people. Right. And so that's a lot of what the show is about, um, is the relationship between those those four characters and, uh, and, I think and it's their like, growth. I think it's some it's just something when you watch the scenes between like either like Keely and Rebecca or like you know, Ted and Keely, it's like the dialogue of the show is just so, everything is so fluid that it's just, like, it's so clever. Like, the writing is so clever, and, like, you just feel like after every scene, like, you learn something, you know? Like, you learn something. Like, they're just constantly, like, I don't know. that I don't know how to put it exactly, but it's just that those just, like, the contrast between the characters and, like, the dialogue they have between each other, whether it's, like, just the British way of saying something versus the American way of saying something and how that's different. And then, you know, people making fun of Ted because he's, he's just a stupid American who's screwing up this British football team. But then it often turns around and, like, Ted's way of doing something is actually, like, either, like, a really nice way of doing it or, like, it's just a weird, clever way of doing something that, like, they just never thought of and they never gave him a chance, you know? Exactly. And to go off that, I think, you know, because people will ask, well, what makes Ted Lasso, you know, like, Ted Lasso the character, not the show, Ted Lasso the character, what makes him so special, so funny, so nice? And to me, it was a couple things. The first was... He uses um, examples a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like he, mm -hmm. he's a storyteller. Well, well, my mom always said. My grandma teller. always said. Yeah. Well, you know, there was one. Oh, it was. It was. Uh, you know, he was. This was one of my favorite lines in the show. And uh, Rebecca, you know, was setting up Ted, and and she was trying to get him to fail. And uh, so she she set him up with an interview to be profiled by Trent Krim. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so she's telling him, hey, you know, you got Trent Krim coming in tomorrow for an interview. Uh, be ready. Like, he's 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 a tough guy. Like, he's a good reporter. He's going to you it's know, he's gonna the, ask you a lot of questions. It's one of the best scenes, guys. And, it's and, so good. And Ted goes, Ted goes, well, you know what you do with a tough cookie, huh? You dump them in milk. <laughs> and that's just, that's just exactly what it is. It's just... He he just uses his little his he's from Kansas so it's that small town if you're from Idaho or you know from a small you know it's just it's my just mama said dorky little things yeah like, it's just dorky dorky little yeah. sayings and so he he uses this so he'll literally be like talking to a player right and the player will fuck up in the game and the player's mad and this is the Premier League so it's the highest level of soccer in England. You know, and it's a huge deal. And the player comes over to him, and he's like, "Hey, man, you know what? You know what uh, the animal with the shortest memory is?" And the player just kind of goes, "What? Like you're supposed to be telling me how to cross the ball, what to do, how to not be offsides, like right, where to right, be right. on the field?" And you're trying to ask me about what the short. And he goes, 
He goes, well, the animal with the shortest memory is goldfish. And so be a goldfish, please. And so it's just kind of stuff like that. That was a good accent. Where, you know, they, uh, he uses little examples and little stories and little jokes to, to help prove his bigger point, I guess is what he's saying. He's very good at, at proving his point and making his, his point and what he wants to say by using stuff that is not as meaningful and something that yeah, everyone it, can connect it helps with. you it definitely helps you get a new perspective and like appreciate like yeah. you know these like i don't know maybe like people that are like our parents generation or older people that like are more you know they take times to explain stuff or like they like they like put in a story or something and exactly. it, like if you're like rebecca or keely or any of uh, any of the boys on the team like it's just like all right get to the point like what are you like stop wasting my time yeah because we're so quick and we're so quick and like our life is just so quick and we don't want to listen to some old guy like ted lasso like tell us a story about his grandma you know like exactly but then we end up learning something like that we never would have thought of Yep. and that's what you learn is even though you learn so much in this show you can kind of see it you know you can definitely see it but the show you know will prove it as it goes along because everyone will start to you know, follow what Ted says, fall in love with Ted. Um, but you can see that that what he's saying, everything that he's doing, while it looks stupid, um, and this is one of the benefits of watching a TV show, you can see everything that's happening um, in third person. Everything that he's doing, while it looks stupid and dumb, it has a point. You know, right. all the little stuff in the locker room, the suggestion yeah. box, you know, making biscuits for the owner, taking, all every taking, single thing that everyone was making fun of him yeah. for, um, you know, for being stupid or... They or, always cut to, like, the local bar where they're always watching the game. And yeah, and they love like, calling him a wanker. Like, Fucking wanker! Yep. And they're always just so mad at Ted. Yep. And so that's, you know, a big thing in the show. But it's like, yeah, like, he does stuff. Like, he takes out, like, you know, like, he takes out, like, the star player, like, Jamie, when he's, like, doing really good. And then he's like, no, like, I'm going to, like, churn that, like, while we're ahead, while we're, like, on fire, I'm going to get the whole team involved. And yeah. I'm going to take Jamie out, and I'm going to, like, do something. He did it, it, he does it in a way where you know Ted does not give a flying fuck about what anyone's going to think, like, nope. he's doing. He's just like, I don't, nope. I don't, mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of my dad in that way. If you don't, if you have never played sports, this show is amazing. But if you have played sports, it is very, very interesting because, you know, if you're an athlete and you're growing up and you have coaches that are yelling at you and tough and horrible and and it seems like they don't really care, you always think, well, what if I had a coach that was just perfect? Like, what if I had a coach that was just absolutely, like, the nicest dude in the world? And this is basically what the show is. Like, what if there was a coach that just absolutely did everything like perfect? Like what was what if he was just a perfect human being? And like and then he coached. And so that that is kind of what the uh, the show is about. And so another thing that I wanted to to talk about cuz we're going to keep this episode pretty short today um, for you guys, but one of the last things that I wanted to bring up uh, personally for this show was the be- uh, coach beard so mm-hmm. he was he was an assistant coach for uh, for the team. He's Ted Lasso's best friend. He came from Kansas with Ted Lasso. Um, he's the only person that came with with Ted from Kansas. And uh, and so what we see is Coach Beard is kind of a quiet dude. He's a quiet guy, 
and uh, he doesn't know anything about soccer, but he he is Ted. Him and Ted are the same person. He um, finishes Ted's sentences. He it's so he cute. is he is exactly Ted's antithesis, I guess you could say, if you wanted to use a big word there. Okay, okay, Jay. Um, he's literally like the opposite of Ted, but yeah. he's the reason Ted works so well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's everything that Ted isn't. So Ted loves to talk. Coach Beard doesn't talk. He just nods his head. If Coach Beard talks, it means something. You know what I'm saying? Coach Beard is the one that does all the the soccer research. He knows if, if Ted needs to, you know, how, what's an offsides? He goes to Coach Beard. Coach Beard knows that. So Coach Beard is kind of like everything that Ted isn't. And it's the reason that Ted is able to work so well because he's always got Coach Beard with him. Yeah. You know, whenever he's sad, Coach Beard is there. Whenever Coach Beard is sad, Ted is there. They play off of each other and work together mm-hmm. so well. Um, they have this really great moment. I think it's like probably like halfway through the season where it's just them sitting on a bench, you know. Mm-hmm. And Beard brings Ted a beer, and Ted just went through a rough night, and it's just like such such a wholesome moment. And it's just yeah, like, no. they're just like they're they're they 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 complete each other. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds cheesy, but when you watch the show, you're like, holy shit, I want that. I haven't talked too much to people about the show since I've watched it, but that was one of the biggest things. Is I said. Coach Beard is the secret sauce to this show. Mm-hmm. He is the, he is the man. Like he makes this show where he unlocks Ted. He, uh, he he's he's just he's a key part of the show. And uh, this show is 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 cheesy, um, but it works and it's so good for for a couple reasons. And one of those is definitely um, Coach Beard and his character and the role he plays in the show. Um, and another one is just simply that it's not on cable TV. It's not on ABC, it's not on NBC, it's not on CBS. So they can swear, they can say whatever they want, right. they can make sex jokes. Um, and it's so it's not, a lot more open and free. True, but like, don't, it's not like, I wouldn't compare it to like an HBO show even. It's just like, I would say the worst thing, they have a lot of language, but like, no, other there's than just that, some language. But other than that, it's like wholesome humor, you know? It's not like humor that's like, just ripping people apart or like mm-hmm. or just like saying super sexual shit it's not like that it's it's clever clever like satire it's very clever i guess what i was trying to say is i just don't see how this would work on a classic no, cable wouldn't. you know like if it, it was in like a modern wouldn't. family time slot and uh you know it came out once a week and it was you know they couldn't swear at all and they, they had a bunch of different restrictions on what they could do I just think that because it's on Apple TV and Apple TV is brand new, so they're trying to experiment with new stuff. They're trying to see what they can do and, and the boundaries that they can stretch. So that's why I think this show worked is it, it kind of was the perfect timing uh, mixed with the perfect actors and it got to be on the perfect uh, platform. Uh, so obviously this show um, is, uh, is one in one in a couple couple years. It's it's one of the best shows I've seen comedy wise in a couple years. So, so yeah. No, it's we de- highly recommend it. Highly recommend Ted Lasso. Um, I already recommended it to my brother. He like watched so many episodes last night. He's obsessed too. Everyone I've shared it with, they love it. Like Jake said. Um, exactly. I've not heard a bad word. No bad words. Well. Well, a lot of, a lot of, of wank, show. a lot of wankers, a lot of wankers. 
Um, couple, you know, I, I took a lot of notes on the show, so a couple, you know, notes to finish it off. Uh, I really liked the, uh, the use of music and sound effects. It, uh, along with the pace of the show, so as Dan said earlier, it's very quick. It's a very quick moving show. They use a lot yeah. of different camera angles. Um, they switch the camera a lot. Mm-hmm. And so with that, they use, you know, music also, and sound effects. Also really cool, um, when they, they don't show it a ton, it's not a ton of the show, but when they do show like the soccer games, they're filmed and edited really cool. I oh think. yeah, um, they're they're it's filmed different. and edited. If you're a soccer fan, they actually use real teams. So like, the Man City team that they play, and like, they actually say you know it's not bullshit. Like when they talk about Everton and and relegation and Man City and and all those players, like it's it's it's. Uh, I was very surprised at how well um, they incorporated sports into it because it seems like when they when TV shows like this are made where it's not necessarily a sports TV show, but they, it's about sports, um, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. like It's not necessarily made by ESPN or a sports company or sports people, but it's about sports. Um, they, uh, they did a very good job, even with that, of you know talking about soccer, talking about what goes on in the locker room, right. showing soccer scenes, like showing what goes on at practice and in games and... Um, you know, like the language they used and the terminology, it was very, very good. I was very surprised at how how well it was because if you've seen other TV shows that you know have basketball in it, but they're not a basketball show, it can be very, very bad, like very cringy, very just. That's true. They did a good job bad. of like making this a nice, you could say, like a little hybrid show. You know, it's like exactly. you don't know what you're watching. Like it's not like you're watching like. No, it's just very, very well done. Yeah, you just got to watch it to know, um, to know what we mean. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, hopefully you've heard from other people too. You know, this isn't the first... I, I would be surprised if this is the first time um, you've heard about this show because it's it's just been so popular and so so well-beloved um, by everyone. So that's that's that. Um, the I show... Think, I, I don't have too much else to say about Ted, do you? No, I mean... I, I, I guess the thing that I thought made him work was the simple subtle coaching. You know, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, he doesn't know about soccer and he's not afraid to admit it. So his coaching is just simple little subtle things that you don't really, you don't even maybe see, but it's stuff that he knows from coaching just sports in general is going to help any athlete. And then, like we said, the life lessons, the jokes, the references, you know, he references like West Side Story and like Pistol Pete, the basketball player, he uses a lot of childhood stories. Talks about Martin Scorsese. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's so funny. It's just a very well, like, well, I guess referenced, like, up to date. I'm honestly just gonna say, say it. I think Ted Lasso is one of my favorite like TV characters, TV personas. Like, he is so, he's such a great character. No, he is. They nailed him. Whoever wrote up his character nailed him. He's up there with, uh, you know, if you want to say, like, Ron Swanson. Oh, uh, yeah, I was, gonna, you know, I was just thinking just Ron great, Swanson. That's great funny. TV show characters yeah. where, you know, you're going to remember them. They're the reason you watch the show. Um, and you're going to remember, like, their quotes and what they said. I mean, just some of the stuff so that Ted quotable. Lasso says is so just... Quotable. like Exactly. Like we said earlier, like, the, the what do you do with a tough cookie? You dip them in milk. One I of mean, my favorite ones is, like, the second day he... He comes into Rebecca's office and Rebecca's like, "Stop coming to my office." She's like, "Stop," 
and he brings her these biscuits every morning and she loves them she loves them so much and and she goes oh ted where where did you get those biscuits and he goes well now if i told you then i wouldn't be able to come give you them every morning now would i and she was just like fuck he got me and it's just so funny he's just so cute about it he's yeah, he is he's very cute and uh i don't <laughs> I, could, I guess i, I would could be, praise him all day uh, no we could we could i mean we could uh, maybe uh maybe a running thing we could do over the next couple of weeks because i'm gonna watch this show for a second time and i know dan slots to finish the show i can't wait to after after he finishes it i know he's gonna want to watch it again because those last episodes and oh. it's just it's so good that you just are like it's over it's over already no shut up and uh so you want to just keep watching it over and over and over again and it's one of the very rare shows where it's so good you can just keep doing it uh or keep watching it that's good that's good to know but maybe maybe over the next couple weeks we can uh we can bring some tedisms in you know maybe our like favorite little quote we heard from ted that week uh we can (laughs) say that's a good uh, idea you know something like that so we're definitely going to be uh Ted is going to be with us. We're we're huge Ted Lasso fans on this podcast. I'm sold. So. I'm sold. Also, it's my first Apple TV show I've seen. Yep. So, so we'll be I'm kind of excited for their stuff that they produce because yeah. they kind of kind of got this one. The only other show I heard from Apple TV was the uh, the Central Park anime show. What? But I didn't. I, I yeah. I mean, Apple TV definitely hasn't been that big in the news other than Ted Lasso. So. Please go watch Ted Lasso. We're going to be talking about him a lot. We're going to be making a lot of references, uh, inside jokes about the show, just pretty much everything. So please, if you uh, if you uh, you know like this podcast and support us and are going to be listening to us, we're going to be uh, also we're going to be talking about Ted. If you like this podcast and support us, please. We don't know what we're going to watch or listen to for next week. Please, we haven't had anyone reach out and suggest a movie or TV show. We are down to watch anything, open to anything. Please just comment on, you can go to our website, um, uptakepodcast.com, and you can comment on either our Instagram page or our, we just dropped a Facebook we'll, page. We'll, we're we're going to get the Facebook out there, but Instagram and Twitter for now. Too. There's so many um, ways can, to contact so us. So many ways to contact us. You can <laughs> sign up for the email list. But most importantly, just go to the uptakepodcast.com, uh, the uptakepodcast.com, or you can find the Jake Albright podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or uh, Google Podcast if you oh. listen there. So we are, we're, we're everywhere, uh, and please, please keep supporting and listening yeah. to the podcast. We have episodes coming out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, if you like this show and what we talk about, it will be coming out every Wednesday for the for the near future. Uh, we'll keep you updated if anything changes. But also in the next couple episodes, I'll be getting on some some guests so you can listen to someone other than Jake and I talk and maybe have a little more yes no. cool opinion. Um, I got some very intelligent people that live with me that are live down the street from me, you know, I'm going to bring in some people, we're going to hopefully get some suggestions about good stuff to watch, good stuff to talk about, to keep these episodes, you know, really... We're just going to keep it interesting, I mean, as you've noticed on the other episodes, I've been 
I've been having some interviews, and, and that's going to be no different on this show. It's it's going to be a bunch of different. Yeah. Um, Daniel goes to Chapman, and, and Chapman has one of the best film schools in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's probably a very old joke if you're a Chapman student, but that's where the creators of Stranger Things went to school. Yeah, Duffer Brothers. Um, the Duffer Brothers. They're so. kind of dodges. They like to make it their claim to fame. Yeah, exactly. So Chapman isn't afraid to use that one. Um, but... It is still pretty cool, and they have a very good film school, so I'm excited to talk to some of those students. lots of good Um, connections, so hopefully also we can get on maybe some people in the industry. That'd be really fun. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm so excited. We're going to be reaching out to a whole different people, musicians, um, actors, anyone in pop culture, people with fashion. Um, So I'm just really excited. Um, We're going to be coming to you at least once a week, probably starting more um, in mm-hmm. the future. But for now, please go to the uptakepodcast.com. Check out the other podcasts as well. Please share. Um, Instagram, Twitter. Instagram, Twitter just released. Just released. We just um, came out with a Facebook, so I don't know if anyone's on that. Probably not. But it's it was suggested as a very just... You know, it's a business thing. You just got to make a Facebook. You got to have a Facebook as much as I, I hate I Facebook. I guess, even in 2021. So, that's that. Um, Thanks for listening, Thank guys. you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Please, hopefully we didn't spoil these episodes, uh, this episode. Yep, if you guys have any more suggestions or comments or, you know, questions about the show, please, please, please do not be afraid to tell us. Reach yeah. out. We are like Ted Lasso, you know? We have a suggestion box. We We will read your suggestions. We will read all of them, and we will take them into account. We will fix your water pressure, and and you guys will, you know, you'll be happy like Roy Kent. That's an inside joke. That's an inside joke. Watch Ted Lasso. Have a good day, guys. Have Have a a good good weekend. Happy New Year, new president. Yep. Bye-bye, Donald!
night.